0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Actually, Rob Black sitting in for CFP, Chad Burchin. Interesting to note, he had a power guest lined up for this morning that got his dates mixed up. So that power guest is coming on tomorrow morning. How's that for a promo? Um. so you get me instead <laughs> not the best promo eh? so let's talk about what we're seeing um, March was a correction turned into a bear market April was a recovery March was a watch the death climb death toll climb kind of month now we're just not as how shall we say engaged in the death count climbing it's still climbing there's still some numbers to be had but i think somewhere around vietnam once we've passed in the, the number of deaths that was somewhere like we're like well that's a big number and now we're starting to wonder what is life going to be like after the war after world war one the u.s economy rebounded after world war ii the u.s economy rebounded the war on covid will we rebound we damn well better the thought here is is very cynical. We've thrown $3 trillion plus already. The Democrat are trying to introduce a stimulus package idea. At this point in time, you're late into the, the stimulus packages, so you, you throw ideas and you see what the Republicans are willing to settle on and what you're willing to settle on. And, yeah, there will be another round of stimulus. That kind of stimulus should lead us to a pretty darn healthy recovery. With that said, the downside is it's like the you know making the deal with the devil. Like, wait, wait, I'll win 10 World Series in a row? Yes. I'll do it. Well, what's the deal? Uh, I'll get your soul. There's a little fear of that <clears throat> of when you give print people stimulus checks that maybe they don't want to go back to work. Maybe they'll change the way they want to go back to work. I was reading a study yesterday about e-bikes and how the importance of electronic bikes will be to Boston. Every city's kind of putting together their little plans to say, you know, this is, people don't want to get on subways. People don't want to get on subways. Like, how can we not get people in crowded areas? So I'm going to talk about this and much, much more today. Sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the path ahead is both highly uncertain and subject to significant downside risks. That is a great reminder that yes, April and May have been very, very good to your portfolios. The NASDAQ's positive. And you're like, what? A lot of people think the companies like Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, and Google are going to be the ones to lead us out of the tech pandemic or the pandemic using tech as a way of starting to monitor who has, who doesn't, who's high issue. Who's not? We have the elections coming up at the end of no, or November. So that's six months away. And if you take a look at Wall Street, Wall Street is known for being a predictor six months from now. The bond market's more real time. So when the, mar- when the bond market's at 0. .66 basis points on a 10-year treasury, it's telling you that is not good. That That's not good right now. Something's going on. And if you can't see that in the room, you're messed up. Wall Street is a little bit more like, yeah, see how the markets rallied in the last 45 days? We expect in about six months from now, the markets will be rallying on economic data. We don't know what it is right now, but we know it's going to be something. And the I don't want to spoil it guy inside of me, but let's go ahead and spoil it. Maybe the stock market's saying Trump's going to win. In large part, it's it's likely thought of that a Republican is better for the stock market, that a lot more regulations and a lot more judges that rule over regulations will go into place for stimulus on the business. Now, again, is that the pure greed angle? I think it kind of is. Or the pure capitalism or the pure Wall Street angle? I don't know. Or maybe Wall Street's telling us in six months from now that he will be gone and we'll be in a more stable, predictable political environment. So, Jerome Powell's talking, the president not talking as much about the healthcare ramifications, but talking much more about the opening ramifications. And I'll be honest, don't you? Do, I mean, some simple math will tell you that a little bit of opening. Unless people are bleeding out of their eyes and, like, they make the fear even worse than the fear was already out there. A little reopening will see a little bit more economic activity. And that will show that the numbers will stop getting horrifically worse and worse and worse. They may be getting horrifically bad and bad and bad, but less than worse, you know? L.A. Times suggested that L.A. County is likely to be under a stay-at-home order for another three months that gathered a lot of attention. There's a. I'm watching how the, how the pro sports leagues are talking about reopening, and I'll tell you right now, it is a mess. And is that the final key in my head to get us to back to pre-COVID levels? It, it's it's in the ballpark. When we see sixty thousand people in a stadium, you know, going Whoa! in 20-degree weather with their shirts off, you kind of know things are back. I know you're saying thank you for that visualization. You're welcome. Um, Indication for today is probably going to do a lot with the Republicans and how they're starting to decry the $3 trillion coronavirus relief package that the House Democrats um, put in front of the discussion yesterday. There's another $1,200 stimulus check that could be yours. I'll go over some of the details, but I'll be honest with you. Right now, it's so <clears throat> up for negotiation that you probably shouldn't be looking at it as a guideline. Um, Stanley Drunkenmeller, he's a famous investor. He is decrying the risk reward scenarios for stocks, seeing it as bad as it's been in his career. What's interesting about that is he's saying, "Hey, things don't look good right now." And if you're buying into the stock market, it totally fully recovered 45 days after a bear market. Uh, I could say, uh, so, you know, a bridge is, is, is his basic idea. Maybe he's right. He's saying that the economic setup is it doesn't look good for the stock market as it would translate from the economic spending to the business cycle to the earnings. He's not seeing it. But he said, you know what? The Fed could step up and start buying stocks, and I could be screwed, and it could still go higher. <clears throat> Ain't that something? So, basically, he's saying the Fed and their blah, 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 blah. They're talking about, I'm so rich. I got so much money. I could, I could bail out any, any bank in the United States. He's basically saying the Fed is just talking the talk to, to stop the market from going lower. It's an interesting juxtaposition to put in your head, right? Is the Fed doing everything they can to stop the market from going lower? Why do they care if the market goes lower? They shouldn't. Yesterday, we got a little bit more tension out of the United States and China, and how do we become good trade partners in the future? I'll be honest with you, I don't freaking know. The whole Trump-U.S.-China trade issue was a big thing in 2019, and then COVID took over 2020, and I don't know if Trump was counting on that curveball and if he can get things back on track the way he was wanting it to fall into place. I don't know. I'm here for you. I'm sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. We are going to be starting up webinars very, very soon. We are looking for feedback on webinars. If you want to send me any ideas that you want to throw my way, send them to rob at newfocusfinancial.com. It's rob at newfocusfinancial.com. You can also find me at newfocusfinancial.com or just sit in and listen to CFP Chad Burton show. He has a special guest coming on tomorrow's special podcast. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, and more. Just put a little granola in my mouth. I'm sorry about that. it in for CFP Chad Burton. I enjoy watching the progress of communication and technology in California through the years. And I have a positive outlook on technology, probably because I've been exposed to it my whole life. I think I was born in a sweet spot when we stopped going to, quote-unquote, arcades, and we started bringing arcades home. So I feel I'm pretty comfortable in the world of communication and technology. Um, I was an early investor in Cisco, AOL, Microsoft, Yahoo, Excite. Some of them were exciting to ride up and then let go. They were meant to be rentals. Some of them turned into investments of a lifetime like an Apple. When you take a look at California, for better or for worse, as an East Coaster, you, you idolize and you idealize a lot of it. You start with like the Pony Express and... You go into telegraphs, and you go into Alexander Graham Bell, and the cell phone, and Steve Jobs, and the internet on the cell phone. And it's pretty cool, all things considered. So do I expect good things to continue? Yes. Um, will technology finally become mature and, and stop growing? For sure. There's different parts of technology. Like For instance, the PC market's pretty mature until someone comes up with an innovation that's revolutionary. Um, not evolutionary, a keyboard that's built into a desk, um, a holographic keyboard, maybe something along those lines. You can't charge more for a PC until you throw, until you give us something a little bit better than faster memory. It's going to be very, very difficult. Um, so mature product lines are kind of critical. You've seen Apple play with product a lot in the past few years. Um, Coming up with an iPhone that was super cheap but made of plastic, that it must have killed Jonathan Ive, uh, big industrial designer at Apple, to say, what the hell is this? And the argument was people in India aren't going to pay $1,000 for a phone, but they may get a movie or backup services or phone services through. you. So let's make something cheaper. And as an analyst, I'm obsessed with the margins of a company. So the cheaper product has lower margins, and you hope you make up for it in volume, volume, volume. But one of the genius pivots that Apple did was they were like, let's not really be for the average person, let's make this uh, a luxury item. And because of that, they've been able to keep the pricing power. Until recently, they just did another cheaper version of a phone, which is pretty interesting because I think it starts at like 399 but it's a damn good phone if you can get over that it's not the greatest, latest, you know, bestest, and fastest. I, myself, because the time I grew up, I want the bestest, greatest, latest, you know, I want it all. But as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what, I probably don't use a, I, I could probably launch nuclear Strike with my phone and I could only figure out how to message someone a, p- a picture of a cat dancing I don't think I need the latest greatest but let's get back to stock market what I'm getting at is I still like tech as an investment I see 6G modem standards uh, wireless modem standards improving the, the s- steadfastness of our devices in our home it's still a shame how often we're messing with routers and, and switchers and things like that in our home. And, like, it's 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 still not just obvious. 5G coming out later this year. Or, no, it's already out, but being deployed more and more throughout the year. Obviously, going to be a big upgrade cycle for Apple and for Google, for the phones. For the record, I own shares of Apple. Also, I own some shares of companies that are going to benefit from the wireless standards upgrade. As well as the five g Sony said last night, we are still committed to getting the Sony PlayStation Five out this year. I worry a little bit for them that maybe a title that would have like made me get the PlayStation Five maybe a title will slip. There's a cyberpunk one coming out later this year that is supposed to be all that in a bucket of chicken. What if that title slips then as a, a company, Sony, introducing hardware, they really need the software to suck us in. So if developers are working from home right now, and again, every developing studio is going to be different than the other one, and how far ahead they were, and do they want to get a product out with bugs or not, fix it up later, I don't know. Can't control that stuff. But I think you get the idea of where I'm going out with that. There's still some things to look forward to in the world of technology. So don't cry too hard for yourself, right? The House Democrats released the bill text um, that's tied up for the next round of stimulus. And a friend of mine, he only talks to me every five to 10 years. He contacted me back in March. He goes, what's going to happen to the stock market? I said, we're going to end up being at all-time highs within 18 months, three years at the longest. And then the Nasdaq goes to an all-time high, you know, doesn't go to an all-time high, excuse me. He goes back to positive for the year, like pretty quickly, because he's like, "Why do you think it's going to happen?" I'm like, "Stimulus." So, some of the things that are going to be put in it, and again, there's a lot of things being tucked into the bill right now that the salt itemized deductions for 2020 and 2021 are back. Um, The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which went into effect in 2018, limited the amount of state and local tax deduction that ultimately a taxpayer can use on their tax returns by. $10,000. $10,000. In California, $10,000 of interest on a property is its easy to hit pretty quickly when you're talking about a $600,000 million home and doing a loan on that. A lot of people think the Trump administration was trying to punish the state of New York and the state of California who have a higher percentage of million-dollar homes by eliminating that deduction. So someone like Nancy Pelosi, who represents California, is trying to get it put back in and that's when I start getting very cynical on all things politics. I hate them both, and I say that jokingly. I know that I should not hate my politicians. I know that I should not take a, a stance of gridlock's great. I know that, but for me, it feels like why are these? You know, why is this getting put in there and not something else? Um, the tax overall roughly doubled the standard deduction to twelve thousand for singles in two thousand eighteen. Fewer taxpayers claimed itemized deductions at all. It just bugs me when the next round of stimulus is starting to become a little bit too political. It's always going to be political. I'm not stupid. But it is out there. California offices can, are starting to open up with modification. Malls can offer curbside pickup. The governor gave some new outlines yesterday, including allowing two counties in California to open up restaurants. Now, you probably don't live in Butte County if you're listening to this show, but that's going to be one of them. Um, We're going to learn a lot from watching it. Car washes, pet grooming, dog walking, they're going to be allowed to resume statewide. The worst thing that we could do is throw away the face mask coverings at this point in time, so says Newsom. And good for him. This can't be easy on anyone. On do you stay at home? Do you not? Who do you open up to? Who do you not? But uh, disposable menus at restaurants, reusable dinnerware, um, physical barriers in between tables. How do you feel about all this? You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Markets opened, a little bit of the negative side. It was an interesting morning because we weren't really going much up. We weren't really going much down. We did some big movements in March and April, May, trying to readjust to what the economy is going to look like. As we start moving sideways at times, it's like, okay, we kind of feel good with this. Let's take another look. U.S. unemployment rate is going to surge to 25%, so says Goldman Sachs. That's a big damn number. Goldman Sachs could start getting on your list of... They're, they're, they're on the aggressive side. They believe light is starting to appear at the other end of the tunnel, but GDP is going to crash by 39% annualized in the second quarter. Goldman Sachs has a strategist named Jan Hatzus. I like his work. I love reading his research. If you agree with it or not, that's okay because it helps build a case in your head, positive or negative. GDP in the third quarter is expected to snap back to 29% growth annualized. Second quarter down 34, third quarter up 29. It's like, and I almost had a bad word there, like, oh, for the whole year? Goldman sees GDP falling by 6.5%. The reopening process now underway in many U.S. states. He's got a lot of confidence that a large amount of activity will return fairly quickly. That non-COVID medical procedures are starting to come back online. My neighbor had a knee replacement. And... Um, She was waiting, she was waiting, she was waiting, she was waiting, and they're like, hey, come in for a COVID test, and we'll get this in next weekend for you. All because, uh, and that's going to be good money. Doctors get paid good money when that happens. Hospitals get paid good money when that happens. Restaurant meals will help add to the receipts. I can tell you that my credit card utilization, which I'm fine with, I like the points. I... Never, ever, ever get charged an interest rate because I pay my balance every month. But my utilization has gone down huge. My points are, are are slowing. So my big financial decision on restaurant use is should I pay for a $450 credit card if I'm not flying on vacations and going to restaurants? And the answer is a lot less likely. A lot less likely, but too early for that, Right. So Goldman Sachs says, the much-talked-about V-shaped economic recovery, unemployment is going to continue to be a major issue, expected it to peak at 25% up from a prior forecast of 15%, which is kind of where we're at now. The unemployment rate revision higher is starting to assume more workers lose their job, and a larger share of them will move from being called, quote-unquote, furloughed to, quote-unquote, unemployed. First Friday of the month will be an interesting one next month, as again we're starting to see some pretty quick um number expectations. Second quarter horrific. Black hole. Death, death, and more death. Blood, death, death. Third quarter, it's gonna be back. And it's like, whoa, that was quick. Hilton CEO, Christopher Nassetti, has seen a good number of crises crisis crisis crisis-sexes. Crisis, He's seen a lot of multiple crises, crises. Uh, I'm kidding, right? He's seen 9-11. He's seen the SARS outbreak in the early 2000. He's seen the Great Recession of 2008, 2009. So hotel chains have, like, they get it. Anytime there's something bad that happens, like the Great Recession or SARS or COVID, borrowing costs for hotels go up. So it leads to hotel chains that are big that they can ultimately feast on the smaller ones who the borrowing costs are impacting more. So Hilton has been around for a long time, and they've got funding to take advantage of the weakness that the industry might throw out in some of their competitors, Keep that in mind. I own no shares of Hilton, but at one point in time, they're like, you know, this, this company Doubletree stinks and they're, they're struggling. They got a lot of rooms and we can't put people in $150 rooms if they're putting people in $99 rooms. Let's buy them. And you can eliminate competition a lot that like that. And you can curb competition and you can control room rates. So, it's always going to be on the table. If you Kind of catch my draft. eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. I was talking a little bit about Gavin Newsom and, you know, uh, some of the changes that he's trying to implement, the modifications to business, the dine-in restrooms, uh, the dine-in restaurants. How many people? Uh, ketchups. No reusable ketchups. Uh, no reusable salt and uh, pepper shakers. Uh, will you travel with your own or will you trust the waiter or waitress to grab, you know, Paper salt and paper pepper containers, and put them on your plate. But Butte and El Dorado counties so far have met the requirements to open up restaurants, and I gotta imagine it's gonna fall into place pretty fast around that. In a move of political, I don't want to use the word Yahtzee because that may be considered nationalist. Isn't Yahtzee kind of a Chinese Asian game? <laughs> I, I I don't know, but. President Trump and the Labor Department said the federal retirement cannot put money into Chinese companies. A little bit of... Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I Personally, if it was my pension, I would want it put into the best ideas based on the portfolio manager and not necessarily be a tit-for-tat Chinese President Xi Jinping you know, retaliating against President Trump on what could be in investments of the state government of the employees it it gets kind of annoying in my head but um i guess everyone's entitled to an opinion how about fitting rooms and have you ever been into a fitting room into a retailer the things we're starting to learn right now is how are you going to be shopping for clothes how are you going to be shopping for food how are you going to be eating food how comfortable are you with this it it feels There's no doubt when you see lines to get into a grocery store, you're like, that kind of looks like something that might have happened in World War II. Like, it's a visual image of, like, what's happening? But retailers are trying to figure out how you're going to try on clothes in a fitting room. Fitting rooms are notoriously tiny, right? And how are they going to be sanitized? Are people going to become more window shoppers, take it home and try it on? Look, the first month of the pandemic, and we'll just call it March for lack of a better thought, it it wreaked havoc on business ideas. You and I had a business idea. We were going to make millions and millions, and that all goes back in a handbasket. But the next month created business opportunities that I think you're going to see turn to fruition for a lot of companies. How safe would you feel? 65% of women said they will not feel safe trying on clothes and dressing rooms. That's a lot as far as percentages goes. A new normal will be to work with shoppers in a hands-free way to help them find what they need while also giving them space to feel comfortable. Huh. Macy's has said as they reopen stores, it's going to leave open a few fitting rooms. And will hold all merchandise tried on, returned for 24 hours. So, some small things that you're probably not expecting, right? How about travel? What's that going to look like? Um, United got into a little bit of like publicity PR poop this week when they had a flight that was completely full. <laughs> They're like, we're going to practice uh, safe distancing on our planes, and then you're sitting arm-to-arm with someone. So they said, okay, you're right, you're right. We're, we're going to offer you if you want to get off. You're allowed to get off the plane. We'll reschedule you at our cost, not yours. Um, it's interesting, right? Given the airline's swift slide from profitability into survival mode, they want to try to get as many butts in the seats as possible. But passengers are complaining, and the government's like, well, we want the votes of the passengers, so they're going to complain, too, about full cabins, how close fellow travelers are sitting, even though most commercial aircraft are still flying with loads that are far below normal. You should have face masks, you should have disinfectant, and you should have ways to minimize your exposures. Like That's what everyone's thinking, right? And then you're you're sitting arm to arm next to someone and it's completely ridiculous and totally unsafe. But what do we want? Do we want to fly from New York to uh, San Francisco for three hundred dollars round trip? Or if you take out the middle seats are you paying six hundred for a round trip? Oh, the airline should pay the money, and they should just lose it and screw them. No, no, the airlines have relationships with pilots and the stewardesses and the, the like, uh, people who fix the plane and the people who load the plane and the people who you know work in the airport. Like, there's relationships there that they have to pay. So it's going to be interesting to see when demand is still very, very modest. How comfortable are we when carriers, you know, try to get ninety percent or more inside of a plane? I think there's going to be a lot of stress. I, I, I have no investments in marijuana, but I, I feel like maybe we should somehow merge our investments if you're going to own an airline with a marijuana investment so people can relax. But holy mackerel. Uh, Southwest is going to resume service to four international destinations on June 7th. But you're already starting to see like a lot fewer flights expected from essentially May on. Uh removing flights, not adding flights. Adding flights will be a growth sign when we see it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me at Newfocusfinancial.com. Lots of great downloadables there. Check it out, newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton, new focus on wealth. He was booking a guest today that got his dates mixed up, so the guest wants to come on tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow for CFP, Chad Burton. He usually does best ofs on Thursdays, but it should be live if all goes well, or live to tape, whatever it is. It is what it is. Peloton hit a subscriber milestone, and its stock soared. Stopped a million subscriber marks. Subscribers are beautiful on Wall Street. In large part because if you pay $9.99 a month, they can do the math and they can figure out you're over hundred dollars a year. Next year maybe they raise prices to ten dollars and fifteen cents. And Wall Street just falls in love with that that money. And then they see a company like Peloton has a million subscribers at thirty bucks a month. They can go out and hire the appropriate people to hire it, but they can also go out and spend money on debt. They can say, "Yeah, we want to introduce some bonds that we're well funded for the next ten years, and with these subscriber numbers, we feel we can service that debt." So Peloton's interesting in large part. It wasn't interesting at twenty dollars a share back at Christmas twenty nineteen. We still enjoyed our gems. But as soon as we said, you know, maybe we don't go back to the gyms, and how much is this device? Wait, wait, it would pay for the gym membership in three or four months? People are like, maybe I don't go back to the gym. So, it became a different company. Is it one you should invest in? I think it's one you should consult a advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show or any other show. Bitcoin is getting halved. Um, Bitcoin's been kind of a story this year, no? It's the COVID coronavirus has caused Bitcoin to get new cryptocurrency attention. The number of bitcoins released every 10 minutes is being halved. Like, okay, okay, wait, wait. That's kind of weird. It's not the price of it, but the number of bitcoins, so the supply is going lower. Bitcoin was trading uh, from, 6.25, uh, from 12.25, 12.5 to 6.25 every 10 minutes. So, cutting down on supply, cutting down on the volume. Bitcoin having its production has come and gone. Publicity of the, the event has been put in place. But again, it, it leads to, if COVID-19 gets inflation into the US economy, when we basically print $3 trillion, maybe $4 trillion, maybe $5 trillion, maybe $6 trillion, and you start buying stuff, $6 trillion, let's say you go out and buy an Indian head arrow. An Indian arrowhead is the right way of saying that. And there's a tribe up in Seattle that makes arrowheads. When you have $6 trillion, a lot of little kids may say, I want an arrowhead. When you have $4 trillion, it's going to be less. When you have $2 trillion, it's going to be even less. But the sixth trade, maybe it gets this stimulus where, they're like, oh, the the tribe up in Seattle can't figure out, where do we get the arrowhead stone? The quarries shut down. We took too much out of it. Like, I, I don't know. But then they have to go source another stone, and then that turns into inflation because the one mine says to the other mine, like, hey, we see that you ran out, so we got a, a corner on supply. There's a fear that there's so much stimulus that crazy things start inflating in price. Um. One of my long-term listeners sent me an email. He's like, can you teach me about inflation? I'm like, I'll talk about it on air. I'm not going to sit there and teach you about it. Um, There's enough out there that you don't really want inflation, but you do. So you want inflation in moderation, which is a tough thing to say out loud. And the Fed does, too. So the Federal Reserve wants to see prices inflate slightly, not deflate they want to see wealth go up slightly, not too much, not too little. They want to see wages go up, not too much, not too little. It's realistic to say that a, a can of soda when you were an eight-year-old boy probably cost $0.25, cents. and now it turns into $0.75 cents and a buck twenty-five. and you're like, oh, when did, when did soda machines start taking dollars? And they start taking credit cards, and they're like, it's $2, $2.50, so let's, let's take a credit card because now it's totally worth it. But if you think a coke has gone from fifty cents to two fifty, that's inflation. The price to rent a car has gone up. Sometimes it has, sometimes it hasn't. That's always been a weird one for me. It's like I could fly to Portland and the rental cars were three hundred dollars a night. But I could fly to Phoenix and they're twenty-two dollars a night. And you're like, whoa, what's up with that? Um But slowly but surely, they kind of inflate over time. The idea is your rent is probably inflated. Your mortgage payment is probably inflated. Your car payment is probably inflated. If it isn't inflated in price, it's inflated in years uh, owed. So we're going to watch inflation. And when does it kick in from all the stimulus? The earliest that anyone's expecting is 2022. When the Federal Reserve sees inflation, they should raise interest rates. Because that's kind of in their mandate to fight inflation to keep us, the United States, as fully employed as possible. The fighting inflation is the trickier one. Because like I said, you want a little bit, but not too much. And you certainly don't want so little that it leads to deflation. That's worse than inflation, in my opinion. But inflation is a big thing that people like CFP Chad Burton are talking about. And some people are worried about. They remember the 70s. Now, will history repeat itself? I don't know. I don't, I don't have a crystal ball. I see too much dynamic stuff potentially happening all across the spectrum to say definitively that's what's going to happen. So, the, as long as the economy remains in the grip of a downturn, there's fear of the Great Depression. There's fear of deflation, not inflation. Um, when do we start seeing airlines raise prices versus lowering prices? When do we start seeing them say no ticket uh, ticket changes now cost money versus free. Those will be some of the signs that you 're looking for. A little bit of inflation would be a good thing, not a bad thing, but letting it run above target would be bad that 's a conversation for a whole nother time hey you 're listening to CFP Chad Burton show. New Focus on Wealth, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Clients are welcome. Um, If you have a portfolio issue, I think you should take a look at it sooner rather than later. If you're cruising towards retirement, also a good idea. Check out newfocusfinancial.com.